0: Heritage Tree You and me Heritage Tree A big family Welcome to Heritage Tree where we talk about heritage care and development for people and organizations. And now to our host, Dr. Dina Michelle Roscoe. We are heading into the holy season with Ash Wednesday on March 2nd, 2022. And this may sound strange. It's one of my favorite holidays because I have good memories of going to a service with my son when he was almost four right before the pandemic. And he was wearing this cute little sapphire blue cable knit sweater and just being in the company of people and having a quiet, joyful evening, and how hospitable they were. A little boy drew him a dragon picture, and we may be five to 10 minutes late, but the last to leave. And we stayed and played in the nursery and ball pit and visited with the children's director and her children. And it was just a very special time. And on my way out, the stained glass window was clicked off and I had this vague sense of foreboding, and of course, now here we are. Now, first, before we get into it, because I have some scripture readings I want to share, let's pray. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness that we can trust you, Lord, even in our crises or tragedies, even in Pandemia, even in the hurt and the loss and the fear and the sadness and the suffering and all the challenges that are appropriate topics to talk about on Holy Season. As we head into Lent, Lord, what would you have us bind and loose, Lord? Please guide us in this conversation and let it be a blessing in Jesus' name. Matthew 16, 19 says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound heaven whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven and there's this this tension this feeling of if you get to a point of exhaustion in your life where you realize and motherhood is a good place for this i joke that it's about conservation of energy so don't being a mother of any of her energy energy unless you are wanting to help out or say something constructive or put a 20-spot in our tip jar instead of criticize or complain, right? Amen? Okay, so now that that's off my chest, we read in Matthew, you know, Jesus is saying this tension of binding and loosing, and definitely around the holy season, around Lent, around the time where we typically think about fasting and our mortality and that we just are, we are filled with the breath of life like in box breathing when you breathe in and you hold it and you exhale and then you're empty. And it's just a reminder that we exist in this moment in time. And there are few things, if any, within our control, except for our responsibility. And even then, we don't necessarily have a say on the outcomes. I want to read to us out of Psalm 78 and each night before bed we read to my son and I love reading through his international children's bible it has such a sweet and childlike way of putting things and from the bible I'm reading today it's the christian standard version which is also a very good straightforward read so 78 psalms verses 38 to 39 it's just talking about this kind of long litany of woe is us you know we have forgotten God and and then reminding themselves of what God historically had done for them how he had delivered them out of slavery and how they walked through the sea and he made the wind blow and how he brought the manna and the quail to feed them in the wilderness and then how they forgot him and rebelled against him and they would go back and forth in times of suffering so they go back and forth when challenging things happen, they remember him and they come to him for help. And then when those things go away, my great, or excuse me, my late grandmother used to say that, you know, pain has such a short memory. You know, we, we go through something we think it's going to last forever. And then when the pain goes away, we forget it. And that serves a purpose, you know, for our neurophysiology, for our minds and our bodies to try again such as in childbirth for instance but you know this tendency to really go back and forth that way it really makes me think of it reminds me of codependency this relationship with God that's sort of disorderly and this relationship that's dependent on our survival only but there's no sense of of safe continuous ongoing love both ways like and, and the Word says of God in Psalm 136, 149, so many other places, First John 3, when it talks about Jesus being sent in John three sixteen for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That there's this love that God has, this huge love. And if you've ever loved someone and it's not been understood or reciprocated, or maybe you're both love each other, but you're just two different people, so you don't always understand where the other is coming from or why they said or did something a certain way and very much have this multifaceted perspective, you know, this Roshamon perspective where people witness and observe things differently in their reality, but that's not necessarily the truth. And here we have, starting earlier in verse 35, they remember that God was their rock, the Most High God, their Redeemer. You know on Ash Wednesday, if you've been to a service and if you can attend one safely in person or virtually, I encourage you to try. And there are some preachers who will have a setup outside somewhere, in a park or a house where you can actually just like a drive-through or a walk-up prayer over you. They put ashes across either on the back of your hand or on your forehead. And it's a good reminder where that comes from in Genesis, following Adam and Eve, ashes, from ashes and dust you were made into ashes and dust, you know, you return ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It's just this memory that, you know, we are made of some pretty finite particular matter. <laughs> and, and this particulate matter, you know, we have that in the stars, in the sky. There's made of, of dust and gas and you know, comments that look amazing, and they have this part- particles that show us this light, right? And when snow falls, and how that gathers, and every snowflake is different, there's still a beauty in even dust. And indeed, elsewhere it says Psalm 131.2, and please also look these up. Be sure I'm saying the right reference. <laughs> comment below if I made a mistake. But anyway, if something resonates, just um, look up in the Bible or Google it or get an app on your phone or if you need a, a Bible of some kind, let me know. Hit me up and we'll figure out a way to get you one. But it says, you know, he remembers their sins no more, like He covers them like snow. Uh, excuse me, this is in Isaiah. I'm thinking of the East to West verse. But in Isaiah, he says he remembers their sins no more, like though their sins be as scarlet. They're now white as snow. And that is meant as just this peaceful covering. It's more than just the color, actually. It's the sense of after a snowfall, how quiet and peaceful it is. There's no wrath. There's no judgment or fear or shame or guilt. It just is. It's just this moment, this almost pause, a different sense of time. When you're out in the snow, it does feel like time is different. And it can be very calming and healing and depending on how cold you are and what your provisions are and if you know where you are at and all those things, but just all things being normal, you know, you're out there and it's a beautiful moment. Well, it talks here in Psalm 78, 35 of God being a rock. So that's interesting. Just a solid rock. And Jesus would use this metaphor later when he's talking about building your house on the rock, not the sand. that. Falls away, not being in a hurry, not trying to just get by, but to truly take the time to search something out and build your foundation. Psalm 127 talks about that too that, you know, unless the Lord is building your house and looking over your city, the work can be in vain. It is in vain. And part of that is just this reality that we do have limited reach. When I was in that blessed Ash Wednesday service, now almost, well, two years ago, and that light on the stained glass window of the rainbow cross was out, and the lights were off in the sanctuary, and we were all going home, it really did seem that foreboding, a sense that things would not be the same after that moment, That Lord, would the light ever come back on? Would we be able to gather again? And we all knew that the, the virus was spreading around the world and that it would soon affect our comings and goings here and that you know we would possibly be at home, shelter in place for a while and all of those things. But, of course, when you're looking into something and if you haven't experienced it yet, you don't necessarily know. And isn't that the way with mortality? We don't know. In fact, any discussion about death really is an act of faith in some way. It's both fact, because we've observed it in others, but not not yet for ourselves. And we hope and pray for a long time you know, that we can live reasonably healthy and high-quality lives and bear meaningful influence and legacy for the generations and all these wonderful things. And we also don't want death. In fact, in the Word it says... God does not desire for anyone to perish, not even the wicked. Like He doesn't want anyone to die. Death was not in His plan. And we talked in previous episodes about the two trees that were in the garden. It wasn't just the knowledge of good and evil that would tempt the first couple. It was the, the tree of life was there too. And that is the one tree that will remain. Revelation 19 to 22, the tree of life that will bring healing. And it's leaves to the nations and fruit that rotates every month. And when you're looking at the scriptures from the major prophets to the books of twelve, the twelve allegedly minor, no, they were no they were no majors and minors, they were all suffering, they were all in it, <laughs> going through these horrible, horrible times of conflict and illness and violence, and just these gruesome times with with war on the generations and, and harm on people of all ages and isn't that what war does isn't that what mortality in all of its different forms does yet here you have in psalm 30 excuse me psalm 78 verse 35 they remembered that god was their rock the most high god their redeemer and that redeemer that redemption isn't just from sin or the state of it or the, the the consequences of it with separation and suffering. It's of the whole system itself. It's also of our home. Thank you for joining us. If you like what you heard, tip us at the link below. And inquire, subscribe, and shop our merchandise label of Heritage Tree and Heritage at dinamichellerosco.com and dogwoodgroup.io. Come back again when we gather around the Heritage Tree.